Job chapter 38, verses 34 to 38. Can you raise your voice to the clouds and cover yourself with a flood of water? Do you send the lightning bolts on their way? Do they report to you, here we are? Who endowed the heart with wisdom or gave understanding to the mind? Who has the wisdom to count the clouds? Who can tip over the water jars of the heavens when the dust becomes hard and the clods of earth stick together? A few uh, days ago, we were in an early chapter of Job, but this is a much later one uh, where Job is in the presence of God. And there's a series of uh, uh, questions um, that God asks, the rhetorical questions in a way that uh, jo uh, jo um, God asked Job. And it just reminded me, and the reason this is in the book is, the questions oftentimes uh, that we are addressed in church or in Bible studies or, or wherever uh, are not actually um, putting things in the right perspective. So I write here, in order to avoid hard questions, now that's very important. The hard questions are the ones we never ask <laughs> because they, the answers are going to be not great at least in terms of the, our current situation. In order to avoid hard questions, we often construct our own intellectual and emotional cocoons, or we build ourselves up by mm -hmm. miniaturizing the world around right. us, reducing it to bite-sized morsels that are easy to digest and explain. That's exactly what Job's friends were doing. Right. Yeah. And again, there's a real humility here. I mean, it's reminiscent of that earlier phrase, who is man? And that Psalm 8 question, mm -hmm. who is man that you're mindful of him? You know, when you look at the stars, I, sometimes I just do a little mental exercise in my own mind. And I just try to imagine how huge the universe is, just how unimaginably large the universe is beyond our solar system, our galaxy, the billions of other galaxies. And then I remind myself that God created all of those. And when he comes out of the whirlwind here at the end of Job, these questions are almost hilarious. When he asks Job, did you send lightning bolts on their way? Do they report to you? Here we are. You know, God can answer yes to those questions. And Job obviously can't. And, and then the, the sort of like the takeaway there is who do we think we are? You know, when, when we, I don't know, when we puff ourselves up or like you wrote here, um, when we, you know, um, build ourselves up by miniaturizing the world around us or when we take ourselves too seriously, I'm guilty of that. You know, I take myself too seriously, but then I go through this mental exercise of recalling who God is and I'm just this tiny speck of dust that he has breathed life into. And I have the privilege of bearing his image in some mysterious, beautiful relational way. Uh, but I have to ask myself sometimes, who do you think you are? You know, humble yourself, lighten up, um, <laughs> just receive the gift that God has for you in this life. It's helpful for me to think in those terms. Well, somebody that's known you for a fair amount of time and was involved in, uh, you, you know, as, as I was an elder in the church and involved in mm -hmm. you becoming a senior pastor, that's, that's right. not the Nathan that I know at all. And so this is something that you're aware of, but mm -hmm. I think in terms of the way you appear to other people, uh, I, I think there is a, a, a 
authentic, genuine mm. humility uh, to what to me is an incredibly important ministry. Mm -hmm. So you're in a position of great importance and, and, and the ability to move men and women uh, in the direction towards Jesus. And I, I think that uh, I just I'm saying that as an aside, because mm -hmm. sometimes how we appear to other people is totally foreign to our own understanding, because we have probably more information of who we are, but we don't have the outside perception mm, of who right. we are. But I, I, I thought when you were first talking about this uh, in terms of a, a beautiful kind of conclusion of what we're talking about, I'm almost always going to go to Psalm 19. Uh, I think it's I think some like 103 is one of your favorite psalms. Mm -hmm. But yeah. this is also right in league with that. And this is one of my mm -hmm. favorite psalms. It kind of speaks to what we've been talking about. The heavens declare the glory of God and the mm -hmm. sky above proclaim his handiwork day to yeah. day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there are their words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them we have set a tent for the sun. He has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber. What impresses me about that, Nathan, is, is, is the speech is there if we have ears to hear. Jesus is always, mm -hmm. if you have ears right. to hear. Yeah. Uh, God's presence in even this fallen world is everywhere. Yep. And, and there's a real warning in Romans, isn't there, where it says that, yeah. you know, his message has been made plain. And to reject him, you're going to taste the wrath of God. 